0: 2000. So I've been on uh, that geek streak for 20 years, um, but business too. Okay. So like a lot of people, right, they read uh, the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book, and yeah. it sends me down a OCD uh, path. Um, Watch out, Alex Hermosey, Victor's in the house. <laughs> uh, <it's funny. laughs> All um, right. Welcome in to
1: Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We'll be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Vision Pros Live. I'm your host, Jackson Callum, founder of First Class Business. And uh, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Epiphany and Converge. Uh, both companies by Rick Meekins, fantastic friend of mine, helps businesses with more than 30 employees scale their infrastructure. And he would be considered a systems architect, um, if you will. Great. Great proposal generator. I highly recommend checking out what Rick's up to. He also has a show called Off the Cuff, um, and some of our guests overlap. So if you see a certain guest that you want to learn more about, you're still not ready to reach out, that's a great way to go and, and check out what he's doing over there. Now AbleHealth.us as well, great program to check out for health purposes. If you're looking to maximize your health and see what Dr. Seth Yates is building, also feel free to reach out to Seth and see. Um, You know, what types of uh, other tools he has behind the scenes, you have VIP access, uh, given that, you know, vision pros. So if you're dealing with any health struggles, I do recommend reaching out to Dr. Yates and seeing what he can do for you. Uh, Without further ado, we've got a guest coming on named Victor Garcia. And Victor has been in the... I want to say the high ticket space and the business growth space um, for more than 20 years. Um, And so it's always fun to see what types of elements he gravitate towards as he's built out offers um, and come to know all the different recipes that exist in business and how you go about growth. We love to uh, not only debate that, but explore that on this show um, and see what opportunities make the most sense. For the visionaries who are following us along this journey, and, and saying, okay, uh, if you're in a position where you want to grow your business and grow your brand, and grow your marketing, and grow your sales, etc., then it's very important to get um, multiple opinions from different people of different backgrounds. So we're going to explore Victor's, um, see what his vision is, and we'll dive in deep with him. So Victor, welcome to Vision Pros. We appreciate you being here.
0: Yeah, what's happening, brother? Pleasure to be here, man. Looking forward to the call. I like that opening too, how you're. Uh you're open to hearing other people's perspectives, even if it's gonna be a debate. It's
1: huge, man. Uh, healthy
0: dialogue is, is all about that. So,
1: um, high conflict, um, and so I, I love to use it. High healthy conflict. Yeah, exactly, that's it, yeah. man. So, um, one of the, the things that caught my attention right away is how you created your title um, for this particular show, uh, Generate Cells for No Upfront Costs. Um, I say we dive in deep there. What's your vision um, in terms of generating sales?
0: Yeah. So typically um, when we work with folks, um, we start off on the back end. So we look for like the high level experts that are too busy. They don't have the capacity to do more stuff. And they're usually letting money fall through the cracks. We come in and just help generate more sales. So it's kind of like we're a um, non-managed profit center, so to speak. You know what I mean? Um, And then from there, we usually use that as um, our way to assess uh people's offers um uh, in character to see if we want to work with them like long term to start doing like front end stuff all the ads and funnels.
1: Awesome, man. Um then let's dive in and dive in a little bit different angle than I normally do. We're going to dive in first with your personal vision. In 15 seconds, what's your vision?
0: Oh, my vision is um I don't know, it kind of feels like um this is overstated with people, but I like helping people and I like having fun. So ultimately doing something that brings fun into my life while impacting people, whether that's the coach we're helping scale or consultant or business. uh, But as long as they also have a business that impacts others.
1: Nice. Okay. So impacts a big factor there. What's your definition of fun? What's fun to you?
0: Oh, um, so I, I don't believe in uh, punching people in the face, but I do get a kick out of punching people in the face um, for fun. Uh, Cause I love Muay Thai MMA. There you go. Um, I've been involved in that since I was like 17. Um, so I can't get enough of it. It's also like my personal therapy. Um, so yeah. that's one um, hanging with my wife. Um, I enjoy working out um, or reading a book. You know what I mean? Usually not a fiction book, but like a growth minded book. Um, I think with, like the hardcore entrepreneurs that are growth minded, uh, we'd rather go to like a mastermind event versus a concert. So those are the things that I really find enjoyable. Um, something that's like impact helps me grow and um, meeting new good quality folks. Definitely. Nice. Purpose
1: driven fun. Um, yeah, what I, what exactly. I, hear. I get to be the guy that just uh, color commentates. Yeah, so I get to say things yeah, concise, I but I love the, the flavor that you're adding to it. So, Um, let's see. So in terms of, uh, this show, this particular episode, um, who would you say should be listening in Victor? Why should they listen to you and what are they going to get out of the day? Show do you think? Oh, good question.
0: Um, yeah, I think one is, um, I'm a big proponent on collaboration. Like it's what we do. It's what I've always been good at, um, in finding those folks, either that help me in a collaboration. Or with what we do, we collaborate with other high-level folks to help them just generate more sales. Um, Yeah, going out and finding other people that you could attach yourself to, whether it's a business partnership, whether it's a JV uh, revenue share, what have you, um, or even if you're just having personal issues, go find someone to talk to, you know what I mean, to help you. Because I think in this journey of being an entrepreneur, it's the uh, Lone Ranger road path, right? Um, that we're alone. And then a lot of times I think a pride comes into effect as well. Like, no, I got to make this happen. I got to be the one to grind. we usually when we come in, it's like, we want the expert just to focus on coaching content and maybe sometimes doing some phone calls, which we try not to even have them do that either. Um, and we handle the rest, right? Because usually the coach or the consultant, that's what they're good at is the coaching, the content, that kind of stuff.
1: Okay. Interesting. Um, so, and uh, you've kind of outlined some of it, so this will be an easier question in 30 seconds. What's your vision for your clients um, beyond, uh, you know, what you already shared, which was you want your clients to be able to focus more on the coaching side of things. You want them to be able to focus more on
0: um, perhaps their higher level calling. What does that look like? Yeah. Um, first, um, I actually, we don't take on clients, so we don't even look them as look at them like clients. It's like a collaboration as a partnership. Because I think once you have a client, then there's certain expectations, they look at you like an employee. But anyways, to answer the question, um, the vision ultimately is to get them out of the muck of doing the stuff that they shouldn't and let the experts come in and scale what um, needs to be scaled because they're wearing too many hats. And then it often, like usually when the person gets to like seven figures, that's when they start to resent their business because it's taking up all their time. Now they're dealing with employees or VAs or agencies, um, and they're wearing too many hats. So we come in and bring the hat so they could take certain ones off. Right. And then get back to enjoying um, why they even gotten this business in the first place
1: yeah awesome um i've I've heard it recently i hadn't heard the term before um but I've heard it called the seven figure desert recently <laughs> it gave me a good laugh Ooh, that's a good one uh, yeah I gotta yeah. write that one down right <laughs> I that's thought nice. you'd like that um, oh i can't i can't oh I need to find the reference i'll send it to you uh, mm-hmm. the gentleman' that's a good it. one I was like that is a brilliant term um all right so um there's some wisdom behind uh what you're doing of course um and as we get ready to dive into uh, the sales processes. Um, I'm going to preemptively lead you with this question. What powerful lesson can other visionaries learn from your personal experience? Uh, you've had some ups and downs. Um, so, yeah. um, I, I appreciate that you're open about that in your bio. Um, go ahead and help us see what, what are we missing on our end? Uh, any, any entrepreneurs who are maybe still at the three to five year mark, um, five to 10 year mark,
0: what do they got to look forward to and watch out for. Yeah, I think um, and it's something that I touched on is you don't have to be the one that's the expert at all of it. Um, mm-hmm. You could bring people on. Uh, and it's like, even if it's just like a salesperson, like give them a commission structure and pay them more, you know what I mean? Or find that um, maybe you kick butt it um, in marketing, but your operations, because that's usually a big one too. Once you start getting the seven figures, your operations suck. So bring in a... Um, an operations, a chief operations officer and like, give them a little piece of equity to help you scale this sucker. You know what I mean? Um, in a big thing of what we talk about with like long-term collaborations that we do is, um, like, we're not interested in taking a piece of someone's pie. We're interested in building a whole new pie or multiple pies within their business. Um, that's why we focus only like business experts or investments. Um, to help create a lot more streams of revenue and I'm going to try not to get off base here. Um, But the reason I'm saying that is because, Hey, look, like, would you rather have a hundred percent of seven figures or like 75 or 50% of eight figures plus and doing less work? You know what I mean? Um, And once I started wrapping that concept around my head, like when I would start putting deals together, like I have, big deals that I put together where I brought in other people that are better at certain things in marketing than I am to give up a huge percentage of it just because I don't want to deal with certain things. So collaboration um, and don't get so caught up that uh, your baby is just your own because you can move, I think a lot further, faster with a good team.
1: Interesting. Good. Um, interesting in a super good way. Uh, those who are listening. Um, one thing that strikes me about Victor, I'm um, just doing a little bit of, analysis on the fly recoloring yeah you know it um the there's a there's a posturing and a poise that exists in a sales environment um Mm -hmm. and it's very important to recognize that uh and i'm going to say this just directly victor wally some of you are seeing him thinking man this guy comes across as a little bit standoffish or disinterested um there's an element of healthy um, it's a healthy process for somebody who's in sales to be a little bit disengaged. You um, know mm-hmm. that usually is a sign of somebody who um, isn't trying to convince yeah. an audience as much as just living authentically um, mm-hmm. with within their message, so that other people then become attracted to it. Yeah. Um, and granted, some some salespeople that have seen the market take that a bit too far, um, and then you know you take it a bit too far. Now you're now you're really encroaching on pretentiousness Mm -hmm. um you know arrogance so to speak um but uh i just i see a lot of purpose um and the way that you deliver what you're delivering and um while your analogies also you know you've heard people talk about having uh you know do you want the whole grape um Mm -hmm. you know or do you want a slice of the watermelon
0: Um, (laughs) you know
1: you've kind of taken that to another level by talking about building a new pie Mm -hmm. um and it's it's interesting um, to hear these new—I don't know if they're called metaphors or similes or analogies. Perspective. I'm very good at that. Whatever. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> right. Some kind of lingo. you got some new—you got some new uh, new coins in there that I'm going to be flipping. Um, so very cool. Good. Yeah, and I'm taking that seven-figure desert too. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let's talk about generating cells then with no upfront cost. Uh, another big thing that Victor hit on that intrigues me um, is. We live in a market that wants to claim abundance, but undercut providers. You talked about giving mm-hmm. equity to operations gurus. You talked about increasing the commissions for the sales. Um, you know, rather than saying, "Oh, I'm just going to stick with the benchmark um, of the industry standard," or "I'm going to take the in- industry benchmark, I'm going to pay you slightly less um, because our startup can't possibly pay more." Right? There's yep. all these limiting beliefs people have. Yep. So let's talk about the generating sales. Program um, who qualifies? Um, you know, you mentioned people of virtue. Yeah. Um, who can get in on that action? Because um, I'll be—I mean, first-class business could use a sales team. um yeah. so I'm curious for myself.
0: Yeah. So the first, the first thing is, um, uh, I call them a pedestal. Like, uh-huh. so pedestal experts. We don't deal with pedestal experts. Like the ones that think that they're above everyone, right? They treat VAs like a VA. Um, I got a new coin term for you on that one, right? VA stands for virtual abuse, right? uh, Typically, yeah. And I don't even like saying VAs, but I mean, it's a it's a lingo, right? Ah, it's disgusting Um, how people treat them. Yeah, um, like I have some experts. Yeah, I have some uh, Philippines um, folks in the Philippines that help me. treat them like family you know what i mean um anyways so definitely not pedestal experts um like really cool down-to-earth people most folks that um i've dealt with have been good there's only been one that i've fired um Hmm. that i wouldn't i wouldn't say here but uh, most people probably know who they are (laughs) um how many are
1: we talking one fired out of how many no just one
0: yeah i mean others like like if they're just someone that I want to hang out with, not because like they're not a cool person or it's like, you just don't jive. Like there's not that synergy energy. Yeah. Um, then sometimes I'll stop working with those folks too in a nice way, obviously. Yeah. So first, like they got to check the good humans box for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then second is an offer that we believe in. So typically we'll work with folks that are like high six or seven figures. They already have a proven offer. Um, they're already doing well. It's not like we have to reinvent the wheel, create the offer, test all kinds of stuff. Like it's already done and we just hop into their system, uh, find things in the offer that are already working and then just run with it every now and then, um, someone might not be in the six figure or high six figure mark, but the Mm -hmm. offer is killer. It's really different. And we really believe in it. And it's like, Ooh, like that's easily scalable. Um, but typically, it's folks that are in the six, high six to seven figures because first, how we like to start things is um, we always start with their assets first before we start investing in our own monies in running front-end stuff because we really come into it like investors. Um, so if like the front-end campaign's not working, it needs more money, we get, it, we give it more money. Um, so when we start the relationship, we want the person to have like either a huge... It doesn't have to be huge, but a good like Instagram following, let's say, um, a good email list of at least a couple thousand that maybe still has a little fresh blood coming into it from time to time. So we can go in there and test the offer with different messaging, different emails, different funnels before we take it to cold market, um, just so we're saving time and money. And then also it gives us a chance of working with the expert, like, Hey, is this someone that we want to continue the relationship with? Um, and then if it is, then we'll talk about doing stuff on the front end to really start scaling it. Uh, in mm-hmm. other scenarios, sometimes we just stick with folks that just want us on the back end. Like this, they just want us to continue um, generating sales for them because they know that they maybe suck at their emails or um, you're probably familiar with or at least the audience sell by chat, right? And we'll do yeah. that either through emails or the Facebook group or text messages, whatever. Um and we handle everything. Like We create the marketing assets, we write the copy, the sales docs, the setting, the closing, and then uh, expert gets paid and they pay us, in most scenarios. So if we're doing front end, <laughs> since that's so our money's going- We're talking about back-end sales, correct. Yeah, right. So not
1: back-end fulfillment yet, but we're talking no, about no, they do the fulfillment. sales process.
0: Okay. Yeah, so we just, take, we just take them to close and then they the expert has to take them from there. Fulfilling mm-hmm. on everything. And that's another thing, too, is um knowing that the expert's going to be able to fulfill on their promise. Yeah. So that's something we want to learn as well. Um, so we interview a lot of their current or past clients, uh, see how they like working with them, and then obviously to get like the psychological marketing data and all that stuff too. Um, but yeah, that's it in a nutshell. But everything starts off on the back end. Nice. All right, cool, man. Um, so these uh
1: i mean it's it's pretty straightforward um Mm -hmm. what your what your motives are for all of this but um just to articulate it for those who are listening um why is that process important to you for me yeah um you could do anything um you know when you have a sales career you go work for google um you know you could um you could retire probably um, within a few years, but it sounds like you know this this fun aspect, right? You're you're driven around purpose. So, why does all this matter to you?
0: Yeah, so doing it the way I do it is um, one. It's how I got started. So started started off as a personal trainer, as a coach, then took things online, did well until I didn't. Right? Uh, tried launching some other offers that bombed, and that's how I ended up started working with other experts because um, in masterminds I would. Because a mastermind, you're supposed to mastermind, right? And um, network and everything. And I ended up giving people tips and then it would work. And then they'd come back and can I hire you? And be like, no, but we could work on things together. And it just kind of took off from there. Um, And it's just what I know well. Like I know coaching uh, coaching models, scaling models, uh, how to build masterminds, how to build courses, how to turn your IP into properties that could be sold, right? And then all the funnels and marketing and all that stuff in with it. Um, but another reason is um going back to rich dad poor dad, right? <clears throat> All of a sudden you learn about this cash flow quadrant and real estate. Mm-hmm. So I was a big advocate about real estate uh, back in the day. Um, and then it was Frank Kern mm. talked about um assets, right? Like email assets, product assets, and it really flipped the script in my mind of like, dude, that's so true. And you don't got to go fix toilets or anything. So if I just work with other experts, and I'm not saying that every expert I work with that I need to get uh, equity in their company. Um, Most of them, we just come in the back end and we do rev share. But I'm really mainly looking for those experts that we could truly partner and get an equity position because we're helping them scale it. And we're scaling now assets. That's why we like business or investment. Because also if we connect with a real estate guy, and we teach him how to get um, equity positions and helping other people do real estate deals, we could get equity positions in those two. And it's just everyone a big win-win. So to me, it's just playing that same rich dad, poor dad game at a higher level um, mm-hmm. in the sandbox that I like to play in with those like coaches, consultants, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and tapping into the digital assets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. High, high margins, assets, so. right?
1: <laughs> yep, exactly. So those, those of you who have, um, uh, you know, in-person assets, um, you know, physical buildings, for instance, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, Mm-mm. there's everything right um, yep. with those assets too. Um, and there just happens to be a digital playscape that has existed for the last 40 years or so. Um, and now we, we have a lot of these digital assets streamlining um, to the point where it's, uh, I don't want to say it's becoming cookie cutter, but you can take, um, you have components available that are reproducible at this, at yep. this point. And you, you know, the one, the rich will get richer. Um, yep. you know, that's just the reality, not just in terms of compounding money in the bank, but also the digital assets are starting to compound upon themselves. Look at, uh, sorry to a mic from you, but look at Facebook with, uh, yep. threats, yep. you know, right now it's like, Oh, Hey, Twitter is doing well. And now that Elon Musk has proven a new strategy and path, bam, let's just duplicate it mm-hmm. um, you know, and make sure that we're competing in the same. And yep. overnight they throw cool. down, and equal technology, um, so to speak, like that's mm-hmm. insane. How fast um, the digital marketing world is going to uh,
0: going to turn the tides of of wealth for people that weren't on the map. So, well, the cool thing too, and I don't even know much about this, but I would encourage anyone that's in the online space with IP of some sort, like coaches, consultants, I would really start learning about blockchain. NFTs, um, smart contracts, because these coins that you can start doing with community, because that's usually what it's all about is community with coaches and consultants. It's mind blowing the stuff that you're going to be able to do. Like, yeah. I, It's a rabbit hole that we shouldn't even get into, but it's all I got to say is just start educating yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. It was uh, a couple of years the ago. The metaverse, all that stuff. Like, yeah, it's going to take all that to a whole new level.
1: Yeah, you, you got to have somebody that you know, like and trust really well mm-hmm. um, to go down those rabbit holes because yes. there, there's certainly a lot of legal issues that can exist there and liabilities, but there's mm-hmm. also a, a certain amount of wealth that exists. Um, so um, I, yeah. I tend to gravitate towards somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk, who's mm-hmm. very out there publicly, um, yeah. you know, and like he's got a, he's got the FCC watching him at this point. Yeah. Um, and so he's going to be a little bit more careful than other types of entities might be. Um, but you, you don't want to be so careful that you're missing the opportunity yeah. and that's why the masterminds matter. So yeah,
0: on. you would definitely want to be with the experts one I would throw out throughout is a uh, real vision. I can't remember what his name is, but yeah, they're at the top of the pinnacle too, with the info that they throw out there. Um, oh, sure. it's just all these components of the blockchain, spark contracts, tokens, NFTs that you could mm-hmm. attach to your brand. It's yeah, it's mind boggling.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it really yeah. is. Um oh. Well, awesome. And that's that's another good transition is like uh, visionaries. If you're new to this and you're like, oh, my gosh, I need to focus on my cells," you do. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, like prepare yourself for your future reality of once you've got your cells scaled out, once you've got your fulfillment under wraps and things are functioning well, you're going to need to do something with your time. And -hmm. if you don't plan for what you're going to do with that time now, you're probably not going to use your time as well as you could then. And that's what Victor is getting at is once you have those extra hours, then it becomes an awesome opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to dive into this scary world of NFT or yeah. of blockchain and, and start to really figure this out. I'm going to invest in myself um, and find the course or whatever that I want to take mm. to master those subjects. So no, thank you for, for looking over the fence for it. Um, well, I'd like, to, I'd like to get your assessment then um, on the, our business model. Um, in fact, I don't, it's not something okay. that I have shared too much with people, but you brought up something that was interesting. You said, do you want to, you want to find these offers that you believe in? Um, oh right. That's, and I was thinking, okay, um, does he mean like most sales reps mean an offer that's easy to sell? Um, right. And then you said offers that are different, um, you know, offers that are, that are game changing. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. Victor's got some depth to him. Um, You know, this is this is big. Um, I want to propose to you a challenge that exists in the market from my perspective. And I want to see what your assessment is. You're welcome to call me wrong about it. This is where that healthy debate can come into play. Um, So I'm going to I'm going to flash it for a second and move gears. What I see in the market that's driving me mad for the sake of entrepreneurs everywhere is 96% of businesses have been failing within 10 years for decades. Can we agree on that? Yep. Okay. Um, You know, Inc does the research. You can look that up guys on, on smb.gov as well. Um, It's not pretty. And I'm constantly telling entrepreneurs like, listen, if there was a school that my kids were going to go to and the school had a success rate of 4%, I would homeschool. There's no chance my kids would go to that school. Yet here entrepreneurs are going to the, the schools of business that exist in the world and learning these half-baked formulas that are not wrong. It's yep. not the formula I say it's wrong, but it's incomplete. And if you go to a math test with half a formula, you're going to fail every single time. Mm-hmm. Right? So to take this a step further, what I see happening in the market, traditionally speaking, prior to high ticket offers, and this still exists with those who are ignoring the digital world, businesses seek a traditional estimate. They say, okay, Victor, um, how much is it going to cost to work with you? What they're mm-hmm. doing is they're putting their own financial stewardship in your hands, a consultant they don't know. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, you come up with the number that my business is supposed to provide, even though you don't know my finances. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big factor as to why so many businesses are failing is they're putting their financial decisions in the hands of people who aren't bought into their visions. Yeah. The new version of that is these high ticket offers. Same thing. You know, you, you can't have a customized offer. That's why it's called an offer. Yeah. So you got these high tickets that they're learning that, man, you can't close these anymore because uh, I I see you can't, there's 8 billion people to buy. The great right. ones will keep scaling. Yeah. Um, but, I see a lot of people buying into courses. I won't name names, but there's some very famous courses out there. We get prospects all the time. 15, 20 prospects who've come in, said, oh, I really like so-and-so's course. And we're like, what'd you get out of it? And they're like, I didn't. you know. Or there's people who feel like victims. And they're mad about these offers. Uh, well, the offer is not personalized. It's just another cookie cutter program mm-hmm. that one out of 1,000 or one out of 500 is able to win with. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the flip side, the brands that we all know, even if we don't like them, we know them. There's two models that I see there's a pay what you can model and a pay what you want model. Pay what you want is the one that's hitting billions and billions of dollars of, of, of growth. TikToks of the world, the Instagrams, the, um, Snapchats, the Mm -hmm. Facebooks, freemium business model. Um, those who can't afford that and who didn't have the the vision for it, the pay what you can. And I would include Coca-Cola on the pay what you can model. I'll come back to away from the screen sharing real quick. So I can buy a Coca-Cola that's this big. Mm -hmm. I can buy one that's this big. I can buy it in a bottle. I can buy it in a bigger bottle. I can buy 12 at a time, 24 at a time. I can get it distributed to my restaurant um, so that I can have as much Coke flowing as possible to my customers. To me, that is, in essence, the pay what you can model. We offer Mm -hmm. it in the quantity that you want it. Um, and that you can afford to buy it in. Um, and and uh, we've been able to scale just fine from there. All of those business models to me have followed that trend. Um, and to me, that's uh, those are the businesses that I know that have scaled, um, that have scaled really well and, and aren't being shut down. I'm going to pick on one other entity. Do you remember Traffic and Funnels? Yes. The Evan, Evan Welch. Um, yep. Corporation. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Taylor Welch, by the way. Um, yep. I'm a really big fan. Uh, Chris Evans, I didn't know very much about, um, but I, I think they had. But they shut that. They shut that business down mm-hmm. last year. And uh, a couple of years before that, uh, I bought into their sales mentor program. Great. I was happy. I got a lot out of it. Within seven days, they wanted me to sell for them. Um, you know, out of eighteen thousand sales reps, they wanted to recruit me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Hold on for a second. You got eighteen thousand people you've been trying to train for several years. And when seven days you want me to sell for you, Yeah. like how effective is that program? Then I start hearing people in the program. They're, they're not getting the jobs. They're, mm-hmm. they're not, uh, following the program the way that it was intended to be followed. Great program. Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent. But you got into the, the higher ticket stuff and everybody's angry about this experience. Again, I got a lot out of it. I was an entrepreneur, but most people, uh, there wasn't enough handholding. There wasn't mm-hmm. enough, um, one-on-one attention. Uh, people were sold something that they didn't quite get out of it. Yeah. Um, it was easy to sell, but I think there's a very, I think there are a couple strong reasons why they got out when they did, um, and, and moved on from it again. I don't think they're evil. I think they saw a pivot that needed to happen mm-hmm. and something they couldn't fulfill on Therefore, Yeah. I even they,
0: think the pivot yeah. that they did is smart. Yep. And so my
1: question for you on that, um, what do you, do you, do you agree as far as the traditional estimate as being a, a problem? Do you, do you, what are your thoughts on the offers and cookie cutter offers? Um,
0: is there something I'm
1: overlooking, um, no. I'm missing from the equation? I'd love to know your open thoughts
0: on it. Well, yeah, that, and that's a deep conversation too, because I mean, if you start from the uh, traditional side, so let's, if we're focusing on people that do have high ticket offers and they hire an agency, most agencies suck unfortunately and it's it's uh, sure. what that 80 20 rule right unfortunately in the agency world it's more like five percent to 95 percent mm-hmm. um and it's because of things like social media and people selling courses so the person buys a course oh i could be an agency person now they want to sell a course and so now you go from the actual person knows how to do it and then now i don't know 10, 20 versions later of people going through this course of another person's course of another person's course that all learned from this other person's course, it's all watered down, right? Yeah. Um, So, I mean, that's one version of it. Another version is whenever you're typically exchanging money for a service, you're trying to get the most out of the service to pay the least of the money. Hmm. The person, the person that's delivering the service is trying to give the least amount of service for the most amount yeah. of money. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's kind Sounds of like, like a nasty equation. Right. Um, so it's when you find those 5% in whatever service it is that really have their systems and everything dialed into where they could produce a high quality service. Um, sometimes it might be a lot, maybe it's a low. Um, yeah. So there's so many factors with that one. And then with the offers, um, That's why we look for different is there is so many high ticket offers out there. um, But most people do not know how to create an offer. And over the years, because of my failure, that's how I got to get good at creating offers or seeing offers is because uh, we had a fitness offer doing good. I went to a different type of men's coaching offer, totally bombed. And then like how I said, I started meeting those other folks in the masterminds. And I started getting inside of a lot of offers and it's usually easier to see inside of someone else's problem, what's wrong versus your own. So it's like, you're sick. Oh yeah. Oh dude. Like this sucks. Like, no, you got to add this or you got to do this. Right. Um, So over the years of being in a lot of offers, it's taught me how to um, create offers or find those, see the good offers. Um, So ultimately it's around really, it's filling that need. You know what I mean? It's like, and also, I mean, this is now hopping into like marketing speak or copy speak is most people don't know how to talk about their offer. Some people will have great offers, but they don't know how to get into the psychology of the person, right? The movie that's going on in their head or the story, right? The pain, um, to speak to that pain. Cause a lot of times if you could speak to the pain and talk about the solution and the process, then it's usually an easy sale. Like you don't have to have the most amazing offer um, as long as you could articulate that person's problems and pains good enough. Mm-hmm. But yes, in the marketplace, most people do a course get into coaching program and they're not taught well enough or they don't follow directions good enough. Cause I think it's problem on both sides. Right. Um, and they're just, they're more focused on, well, they want to be a coach. They don't want to be an offer person. They don't want to be a marketer. They don't want to do copywriting. They don't want to be a salesperson. And that's where, I don't know, either agency or, or someone like me, it's easy uh, to find those folks to help because they don't like doing any of that crap anyways. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's talk about the offers then. Um, what uh, We've got an irresistible offer formula, so to speak. Okay, um, and, and I would say that there's... For me, I'd say there's layers of offers, right? Mm -hmm. There's that first offer. For instance, if you're running an ad, um, you're not trying to sell the program as much as you're trying to create uh, attractiveness for that first step to be taken. Um, That's your first offer, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yes. At least come listen to us. Um, You know, come hear this out. So, or download this, sign up, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, What would you, what are some of the elements of fantastic offers that, that you look for, you suggest people? at make sure part of their existing offer
0: or do they have to start from scratch? Oh, no, that's a good question. Just because, um, and this is even reverting back to when I was talking about the high ticket offers, like another problem,
1: guys, this is hard to do universally speaking, I'm putting Victor in a universal bubble and it's much, much easier when it's always the depends. Here's a chiropractor who has 10 years of experience, right. Versus who's a naturopath who has two years of experience. Um, Right. You have a whole lot more to work with um, as as you formulate the offer um, and every niche is different. So we're going to go as universal as we can. If you have specific questions and that's when it's a great time to decide, Hey, I'm going to reach out to Victor or Jackson or whoever else um, and get some outside insight um, into what, what my, how, how, qual, how high quality is my offer or not? Cause that yeah. is like
0: Victor said, it's one of the greatest stumbling blocks that's holding you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, um, and it even starts with the, like the avatar, right. Or whoever your perfect client is. And is there an audience for it? And is there a big audience for it? Um, so starting there and then giving them, I call it the expert curse the experts know what they need to do, like, as the coach, like, or the therapist, right, they got to do these certain things. But like, you're not writing a Facebook ad telling the person about how screwed up they are, you know, so if it's like the husband that sucks at uh, being a husband for his marriage, you don't have an ad talking to unless you're like, wake up warrior, right? (laughs) But right. (laughs) So you don't have an ad that's belittling that person. Like you get into their story, their perspective to draw them into the course of the program that they need. So you got to have, you got to create the offer of what they want. And then inside that course or that high ticket program, you give them what they need. So like, for mm-hmm. instance, um, we're working with someone right now who helps like eight figure businesses. Um, and one of his things is a mindset shift. That's like one of his big core tenants. Right. But it's not something that we want to start with. It's not a big marketing thing for us um like we want to hop into because they're not sitting there thinking like oh man like i got mindset problems i can't scale this thing because i have mindset problems they're thinking about like what they see on their day-to-day um so without getting on a big tangent is like you got to be the architect of a good offer and it really is is just listening to what do your people want stop building them what they well put in there what they need, but you need to build something that they want and that speaks their language and their pains. Yeah, That's why I think um, newer coaches usually have a a low success rate is because they're typically building things and talking and marketing speak and offers that they think that people need, especially in the personal development world, Um, because they're not paying attention to the market and really building out what does this person need Uh, Or, I mean, what does this person really want? What's all their problems?
1: Huge. So um, those of you who, I don't know, love or hate semantics, um, that's the game we're playing right now. And it's important is uh, people do tend to gravitate towards what they want. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you can speak to that, it can help them settle down. It's like somebody who wants the pain to go away. They know they need surgery, but dang it. like Give me a couple of ibuprofen. Um, in the meanwhile, um, so that I can concentrate enough to assess what type of surgery I want. Right, so yep. uh, Dr. Marlise Hebner, um, I worked with her a couple of years ago, and she had a program called Rapid Anger Relief, um, and she her target market was mommies. Um of, of small children um, yeah. and her messaging yeah, that's was, a big market Oh, uh, yeah <laughs> it, was, it was so on point too. You'd um, see these pictures of these stressed out moms with their kids, um you know, and the the elements, everything that she talked about was so well uh constructed that on her first launch, uh, her first day, she got thirty six cells um mm-hmm. out of a very small advertising budget, and it had to do a lot with the reality of what you talk about, Victor, which was. She was helping people focus on, oh, man, I want reprieve from that. And I want the outcome, right, mm-hmm. of being the mom that is kind of in control um, over, yep. over my emotions. And in order to create that outcome, her course was providing the needed tools um, to be able to succeed um, in, in achieving that outcome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, working with working with whether it's one strategic consultant, um, you know, or a team that also works with that strategic consultant, it's it's so important to take a step back and allow somebody else to assess. All right, how is this? It may feel good to you, but if it doesn't feel good to your market,
0: your market's not going to care. One hundred percent. Awesome. Yeah, it's got to we'll, speak to the market.
1: Is there anything else that you want to dive into? Any questions you have for me before we wrap up?
0: Um. yeah maybe share a little bit more about what you do actually um, but the last thing I'll probably say is um, uh, really try and step out of your own expert mind if we're focused on experts right now that do masterminds courses and all that stuff and constantly be stepping in the shoes of your client um, and what's going on in their world and just speak from there that right there could do dividends for your Facebook ads, your webinars, your courses, your offers, and stop being the expert inside of the marketing.
1: Nice. That's uh, easier said than done, but I'll give my <laughs> it shot is. Uh, it it is. That is, as I answer uh, Victor's question. So um, the we help visionary entrepreneurs, I um, mean, people who are making great impact it could be on a local community or global impact with the sustainable revenue growth for their business. That's, that's key. Um, you know, if somebody's wants quick growth, viral growth, um, you know, it's going to go, it's going to go up and then down, um, mm-hmm. as fast as it went up. Um, mm-hmm. and that's not going to help a visionary scale their, their capacity to lead, um, both the market and the team that's going to be required. Um, and so we're, we're there to help them learn how to delegate responsibly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also, um, you know, thank you to the e right? He talks about delegation by abdication, mm-hmm. um, giving people the jobs you don't want to do and just kind of forsaking it. The problem is if you get somebody who sucks at it, you're not going to move forward. If you get somebody mm-hmm. who's great at it and they don't feel appreciated, mm-hmm. uh, your operation is going to fall apart because yep. you didn't build a system and a procedure around those areas. Um, and so uh, I don't want to call it grinding out but it's it's so important for visionaries to become wise stewards over what they do um, and and that's ultimately what we want to empower them to be able to to focus on is is bringing in the right people to help yeah. them
0: scale the right way and
1: become a leader to
0: empower others. yeah,. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah totally. So
1: visionaries. We love you guys. We appreciate you, Victor. Thank you so much for yeah, uh, being here and bringing perspective. Uh, if you guys yeah. want to reach out to Victor, you can find him. I found him on Facebook. Um, I'm sure you can find him on LinkedIn and, and elsewhere as well.
0: Uh, yeah. Where do you prefer to be contacted, Victor? Um, pe- folks would be able to find me on LinkedIn, uh, Victor Garcia. Uh, but you could also go to eight figure empires, eight spelt out. Um, and it talks about what we do and yeah if you're if you're a good human then we can chat (laughs) that sounds great awesome man well
1: vision pros have an excellent rest of your week until next time everybody take care bye bye for now thank you for being here today i'm really happy that you tuned in to vision pros live i'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward this is going to get more and more fun we'll have more and more engagement as well we'll invite people to participate in the show and thank you for giving us your time and attention have an excellent